This is Reflections of the Lighthouse, a podcast sharing the hope of the gospel for those struggling with life-altering addictions. If you'd like more information about the Lighthouse and the services they provide, visit biblicallliferecoverycenter.com. And now, here are your hosts, Brandon Bauer and Dwayne Modlin. So in today's episode, I want to talk about what it looks like to have a right view of God. Uh, we're going to start with a passage in Philippians 4.7, and I'm going to have um, Dr. Dwayne Modlin here read that for you. And um, then we're going to talk about seven reasons for understanding and having a right view of God. Philippians 4.7, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So, Dwayne, what does that verse have to do with having a right view of God? Well, in or, well, you got to have a right view of God. Uh, first of all, a right view of God helps us have a right view of mankind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we are here to help people overcome certain life-altering issues. And if we don't understand who God is, we don't understand who man is, and we don't understand man's greatest need, mm. and that is salvation, Jesus Christ um, and, and in that, we get the right view of God, and then we are brought into relationship. We have peace with this God who we've been at war with in our sin. We get peace through Christ, and that peace begins to guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. We know we are saved. We know we are secure in Christ, and we know that our lives are guarded by the Lord Jesus Christ. There is a, there's a fact that, that we often miss. It is that God is totally in control of every facet of our lives. Amen. And we struggle because we, we take that stuff on ourselves, right? Um, yes. I'm having a bad day. It's my fault. Um, my, my kids overflowed the tub. You know, my, my, my ceiling's ruined. We're, we're, all of these things happen, and, and if we don't focus on that everything is under control of God and all of these things are brought into our life for a reason, then we get twisted. Yes. Recently, I had an injury to my foot, and um, it slowed me down quite a bit. And it, and it allowed me to process some things. I almost, I almost cut off one of my toes through a um, construction accident, we'll say. <laughs> it, it, it was my fault. But here I am sitting there. I could have easily felt sorry for myself. Yep. And, and sometimes that's my tendency to do that. But I purposed early on, um, on the way to the hospital, to, to remind myself that even though I'm in a massive amount of pain, Mm-hmm. And I wasn't planning this, and it's going to change my weeks and my days moving forward. That there's a reason for this. Amen. And um, I also purpose to have a positive attitude about those things. And and I think if we if we truly understand, and, and, and trust me, I'm not perfect at this, but if we truly understand that everything that comes our way is allowed and under the direction of God, then then it's got to change our output. Um, of how we relate to people, the community, our how families. We think. Yeah, how we think, how we how we process life. Yep. I think one of the the hardest things for believers is to truly understand that God is 
there in the midst of all these things and that God has allowed these things for our good. Uh, C.H. Spurgeon, the great Baptist preacher, the man who's called the Prince of Preachers, he was great at turning a phrase and just having these uh, one-liners, uh, mm. these these sentences that just hit hard. One of them is, the sovereignty of God is the pillow on which I rest my head. Mm. What a great quote, right? Saying that even no matter what I'm facing in life, I, I can rest in God's uh, grace, his love, even in those hard times, I, I know that God's working those things out for his glory and my good. So, so some listening to this podcast may not be able to define sovereignty. Yes. So would you define sovereignty for them? Um, God is in control of all the affairs in all human history. Perfect. Um, is a simple definition of that. Yeah, I just want to make sure that um, everyone understands what we're talking about moving forward. Yeah. So, so here we are, flawed, sinful human beings. Yes. We often carry a heavy guilt mm-hmm. because of our sin. And we see this in our biblical counseling that, that people are weighed down and, and broken because of their guilt. If we understand the sovereignty of God, have a right view of God, what does that do with our guilt? Well, one thing we, we can understand that even within God's sovereignty, God is in control of uh, even the sin in my life and that that he can use those past sins to accomplish something great in my life, to teach me what is right, what is wrong, all, all these types of things. Um, he can use, and I don't have to be weighed down by guilt, first of all, because God, uh, for the believer especially, who ends up in struggling with a sin in their life, and they start getting weighed down by guilt. Uh, what the Scripture tells us, there's no condemnation mm-hmm. for those who are in Christ Jesus in Romans 8.1. And I ask the believer this often, did God know you would sin before he saved you? The answer is yes. The answer is yes. And yet he still saved you and loved you. Um, should you have sinned? No. But it doesn't stop God's grace and love towards you. In the death of Jesus Christ and in our faith in Christ, God has forgiven our past, our present, and our future sins in his sovereignty so so the guilt of our sins can help us grow in christ yes and it can help us be better men and women who are serving him and loving him yes i would say conviction more than okay guilt but that also gives us a a shouting platform. Yes. I was a, what we affectionately say at the lighthouse, a low down dirty dog sinner. Amen. Who has been radically saved by Jesus. Yes. And I no longer have to feel the weight of the guilt of the guilt. Yes. And I can now say Jesus saved me and he can save you too. And come join me as I follow him. 
Amen. Isn't that beautiful? It is. So, so in counseling, we often help people see it's just a mind, a mind switch. Yes. I no longer have to feel the weight of this guilt nope. because my Savior saved me from that. Amen. And I'm no longer under condemnation. I'm under grace in Christ Jesus. Another thing that people often um, experience with a wrong view of God is um, self-pity and anger because of their difficulties. You know, um, I am angry at God. Um, I'm angry at my mom. I'm angry at, at life. And they become these bitter, angry, self-pitying people because they don't understand God's sovereignty in this. Mm-hmm. I, I love the story of Paul and Silas. Uh, they've just been beaten for their faith. It's midnight. They're shackled to the floor in a prison. And they begin to worship God. Mm. And in their worshiping of God, the chains fall. The shackles fall from their their wrist and the prison doors are open. The earthquake hits and God moves um, and sets them free. Self-pity shackles us and keeps us shackled. Yeah. But what, what I've often seen with people in the wrong view of God is that God exists to make my life easy. Mm. That's not the truth. That's not the truth. And I look at the scriptures and I look at these men and, and women throughout the scriptures who struggled through awful circumstances, who had a right view of God, had a right view of themselves, and went through that. Number one, we're sinners. Yeah. And we don't deserve any good thing from God. Mm. But because he is gracious and good, he has shown his goodness in his son, Jesus Christ. And most of the time we're angry because of decisions we've made. Yep. Right? Uh, we've put ourselves in here. It's like we knew we we're not supposed to do this before we did it. And we did it. In the middle of doing it, we know we're not supposed to do it, but we keep doing it. Yeah. And then at the end of it, we throw up our hands and go, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't know why I'm in this predicament. I don't know why I'm going through what I'm going through. Right? Another thing I see that is a faulty view of God is um, we hear this. Um, I just need to forgive God for doing this to me. Oh, no. Or I need to forgive myself no. for doing this. So let's talk through that really quickly. That's like a rabbit trail that we're going to touch on but not yeah. go deeply down. Well, why would I need to forgive God who is perfect and holy and righteous, who is the one that created me and gets to dictate what sin and what is not sin? He never sins. Mm -hmm. He never steps out of the bounds of his holy character. So there's never a moment where he needs forgiveness. What about forgiving yourself? Yeah, there, there's this big thing that's been around for a while in our culture called uh, building good self-esteem. Mm. Uh, I don't, I don't see that anywhere in Scripture. I don't either. What I see, like in Philippians two, is to think more highly of your neighbor than yourself. 
we already think high of ourselves. That that's the issue. We that sin causes us. We don't need to build ourselves up more. Amen. Okay. Let's get back on track. Because I so, could go on and on on that one. A right view of God also is going to help people who tend to be manipulative and controlling. Yes. It's going to help them learn to give control of their lives over to God. Yeah. A lot of the guys that come through our program in the our addiction center, and Crover Center, um, struggle with control. I would say almost all, all of them. All of them. Sh- struggle with this control issue. I, I mean, I sit down with these guys often in counseling and walking through that. They feel like they have to be in control of every detail of their life. And then when their life gets out of control, they end up in their addiction again. Sure. So having a right understanding of God that he is in control, that he is sovereign, that whatever's happening in your life, he is allowed to happen in your life, and he's trying to teach you something. Right. So so, so maybe we need to have another podcast on how people control. Yes. I think that we could talk about that for a whole episode. But um, <laughs> m- moving on, um, a right view of God will also help people who are fearful of the future knowing that God is in control of all things. I'm somebody that likes to plan out. Mm. I I don't know about the rest of the listeners and all of you guys, but I'm somebody that likes to have a plan and likes to look forward. I'm a visionary type of guy and like to see what's coming. But God doesn't always show us. Um, I, I think about Joseph, and God showed him that one day he would be a great leader, but never showed him all the things he would go through to get him there. And God's not obligated to. And we trust him in the process that what he is doing is preparing me for what he has for me in the future. Uh, As a pastor through the years, I've had so many young guys especially come into my office, Brandon, and say, Pastor Dwayne, I don't know what God's calling me to do. I'm like, really? Hmm. I don't know what God's calling me to do. I said, God's already told you what he's called you to do, yep. to go into the world and make disciples. Mm-hmm. Now, can you do that as a garbage man? Absolutely. Can you do that as an electrician? Yep. We've got our podcast engineer here. Can He can do that right now as a podcast engineer. We, we could apply that to almost any profession. Absolutely. So the issue is, am I going to trust God? Or am I going to be fearful? Yeah. Am I going to trust God that wherever I am right now, if I'm doing what I'm called to do, make disciples, he'll get me to where I need to be for his kingdom? For sure. And life circumstances are all controlled by God. Yes. And we can't control those outcomes. Now, we just came through the COVID pandemic. And and I don't want to talk. I'm not not going to talk about masks or no masks or anything like that. Praise the Lord. But the fear ran rampant. Mm Mm-hmm. Even in the church. Even in the church. And and here are believers who say they believe in the sovereignty of God that allowed fear to rule their hearts. Yes. And again, that's not a political statement. That's not one way or another on nope. the issue. But, but fear has to be put in a right view of God in all circumstances, medical, situational, relational. Yeah. It's all— Well, if I fear God— I have nothing else to fear. Yeah, for sure. Okay, moving on. If we have a right view of God, 
when we suffer trials and persecutions, we will understand that they're there for our best interests. Oh, man. That, that's a hard one, mm. especially for us uh, that live in America, yep. who've had it really easy being able to preach the gospel freely, do these things, under to understand trials and persecution. People will say, my boss yelled at me today, so I'm under persecution. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's not persecution. We have a staff member. His name's Michael. He's from um, Africa. Yes. And a few months ago, he came to us just, just distraught. Mm-hmm. A friend of his was beheaded. Yep. And that's persecution. Yes. Not not when our boss tells us to do something we don't like. Yeah, and also recently, Michael was Pastor Michael was telling me um, he had a friend that was a pastor who got into an accident. Um, they take him to the hospital. They find out he's a Christian and refused to do medical care. Hmm. He could have lived, but did not because hmm. he did not receive proper medical care because he was a believer. That's persecution persecution but but whether whether it's horrific persecution like we're seeing in Africa or it's um, social persecution yes. like we're seeing here here in the states a pressure uh, we can trust God through those things and again I look at the apostles uh, who faced horrible persecution I think about Paul we don't really know what Paul thorn in the flesh was he never really went into detail about it but he prayed lord take this thorn from me three times and jesus said something really interesting Mm -hmm. my grace is sufficient trust me paul trust me through the process i've got your best interest at heart And my grace is going to get you through it. Paul writes that he had learned to be content in all things. And then he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, a lot of us like to take that text out of context and and think that we can do anything we want to because Jesus is just going to strengthen us. But what Paul's saying is, I've learned to face everything life throws at me. Under God's sovereignty, trusting him and being learning to be content in my persecution, in my nakedness, in my hunger, in, in my imprisonments, I've learned to be content. Why? Because God is faithful even in those moments. He ordained these things as a loving father for yes. our best interest. Okay. I mean, you think, hold on. You think about Paul for a minute. Mm. In prison— it's, it almost seems like God had to lock him up for him to write some of the letters that he wrote, those prison letters that were so necessary. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Thank, thank God that we haven't experienced those things. Amen. But thank God when we do. Yes. So another right view of God affects those who try to twist God's word or cut corners rather than obeying God. You know, this is a form of control. And a right view of God, they, they will understand that we need to submit to even the difficult commands of God. Yes. I have a family member who's twisting God's word to fit his lifestyle right now. Mm-hmm. It is it is sick, sickening. It, yep. is, it is disturbing. 
that's that's not what we're called to do. That's not a right view of God. No. That is a that's a man's view of how can we control a God that we don't want to follow. Here here's a big one for our culture, Brandon. Love is love and God is love. Mm. Uh, but what they really mean is love is God, not that God is love. Mm-hmm. And they get to define what love is. And they get to twist what love is. But when God is the subject of the sentence, God is love, he's the one that gets to define what love really is. But we want to twist God because that's what we do when we twist scripture. We're twisting the character of God and we're creating a God in our image and in our likeness. And that's not the God of Scripture. No, agreed. We also see people who who are experiencing trials for seemingly no reason at all. And sometimes that's the hardest thing. It is. You know, you look at the life of Job. Yeah. Um, he had no idea why trial upon trial upon trial. And he was faithful to follow God. And God's purpose for his life. I love the story of Job. I share it often with our guys. Job goes through all of these things. They were God-ordained, God-initiated even uh, in the text. And then we get to the end of the Job story, and he's asking all these questions, and rightfully so. I, I get why Job had all of these questions. And he he's, And then God comes to Job and says, Brace yourself like a man. I'm going to talk to you tomorrow. Mm. That would be scary, Brandon. Mm-hmm. But God starts, comes, and he starts asking Job these questions. Can you measure the universe uh, with, uh, with your hand? I mean, I can't even measure this table that we're sitting at, Brandon, with my hand. Um, can't, do you know the depths? Can you measure the depths? Can you do all of these things? And what God was trying to tell Job is, Job, even if I explain to you why you're going through what you're going through, you wouldn't understand it. It's amazing. It's, it's more than you, a finite being, can can fathom. And then later on, Job, he says, you know, I looked for wisdom. I, I looked for wisdom uh, among men and couldn't find any. I looked for wisdom in the heavens and I couldn't find any. I looked for wisdom among the living and found none. But I found it in you, O oh God. What was that wisdom? This is the wisdom, Brandon. I don't have to know all the details. Yeah. My job is to trust God. Because he is good and he is faithful, even when I don't understand. And, and that's the purpose of having a right view of God. Yes. A right view of God will guard our hearts. Yes. It will give us a longing for our Savior, even through difficult times. Yeah, even those things we don't understand. And we're not negating that life is difficult and there's difficult times. We're saying that God is in control. Yes. We have to trust him. But Jesus said, in this life you will have trouble. Yes. So Romans eight twenty eight. You you mentioned it earlier. Yes. All things work together for those who love God and those who are called according to His purpose. Trials are part of those all things, mm-hmm. and hardship is part of those all. Things. Yes. And in those all things, 
we need to learn to trust. That is a right view of God. Because God has our good in mind. So next podcast, we're going to talk about God's character, which is going to tie into this. And about um, God's character being good and faithful and loving. And so please stay tuned for that. We are excited that you're listening to Reflections of the Light reflections of the lighthouse we're excited that you've joined us we've had some really good comments some people who said hey i listened to your podcast and it helped me yes now we we want to get our podcast out there so if you would like and share this yes. on all your social media pages if you'd recommend it to your friends if you'd send it to your pastor we want to get this out there so more people can be touched by the work that we're putting into these podcasts the matthew 25 that podcast we just did before mm-hmm. this is a part of that ministry absolutely so we're excited about that we're excited about what god's doing at the lighthouse through reflections on the lighthouse and stay tuned for um more podcasts to come. God bless.